This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm trying to sound really chipper, but to be honest, I think Milo is having night terrors. We're not sure. We've been reading up on them, but for the last two nights, it's really been a struggle. So anyways, I will explain more about that on Thursday's solo episode. Today is Tuesday, and so that means I have somebody really cool on the podcast, and today that cool person is Ashley Brown. Ashley is a mom. I'm sure you're not shocked to hear that. She is also the founder of Routine and Things. I really struggle with routine, and I'm always wanting to do my days better, if that makes sense. Like, I want to be more productive in the mornings. And like, you know, I just bought a little freaking Keurig machine to put in my room so that I can have coffee early in the morning and try and do a yoga class or get on the Peloton before Milo wakes up. Now, the last two nights since I bought the freaking coffee machine, maybe I jinxed myself because Milo's been having this night terror thing happen and it shakes me to my core and I get really anxious and like emotional over it. So then I have a hard time sleeping. So have not been able to implement that morning routine yet, but I am hoping in the future I can do that. But you'll see in this episode, well, you won't see it, but you will hear it that I was explaining to Ashley how I want to have this like amazing morning routine. And she kind of questioned me on it. Like, But do you really, like maybe what you're doing right now for your morning routine is actually working for you. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to, you know, try different things and see what happens. Morning routines are just, they're like glorified right now and you feel like shit if you don't have one. That's kind of what's happening to me anyways. Anywho, in today's episode, we talk about what her transition into motherhood was like and how that affected her ability to be focused and organized and productive. I'm sure we can all relate to that. We talk about what the difference is between planning and routines. So I'm a great planner, for example, but it's difficult for me to execute. Like I can make a list like nobody's business, but try completing what's on the list in a productive way. That's more difficult. We talk about why being a mom makes it particularly difficult to maintain a routine. And we also talk about routine and things, her business and the planner that she has coming out, which will help us all set a routine and follow through with it. She also explains what routine block planning is and why it's effective, especially for moms. And then she gives us just some general advice about being organized and having routines. So this is a valuable episode. I got a lot out of it. And obviously now I'm trying to like, you know, update my morning routine because I need to get stuff done before Milo wakes up. Otherwise I won't get it done because it's harder for me to implement routines during the day. So without further ado, guys, please enjoy this episode with Ashley Brown, the founder of Routine and Things. All right. So the first thing I usually ask people on the podcast is what their transition into motherhood was like. So maybe we will start with that question. And what was that like for you? Oh, yes. So my transition to motherhood, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all, which was really interesting for me. I've always been like this just organized type of person, like routines, which came naturally. It wasn't like I really was intentional about it, but it came naturally, like always had like a planner, always had like some type of calendar, like that is my thing. So becoming a mom was not that bad, except it helped me even more release like perfectionism, like Cause my husband had already been helping me with that. Cause he's like type B girl, you need to loosen up, stop being so uptight, blah, 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 <laughs> which I love people like that. I'm like, yes, yeah, more in my life. Yes. 
And so he was already helping me, but then children definitely, like my my first child, like definitely was like, yep, you got to lower the bar. You have to, you know, let's keep it realistic here. Everything does not need to be picture perfect. You're perfectly fine as you are. Everything's going to work out according to God's will. It's fine. So that was my transition to motherhood. Now, I did get rough at a certain time when I became a stay-at-home mom. That just, I just feel like things hit the fan when I became a stay-at-home mom, which was very weird. Even though now when I look back at it, it was due to me just dealing with identity in terms of like not being a working mom anymore. What were you doing before having your kids? I was a nurse. So I was a nurse. Yeah, I worked as a nurse. And I also was working at the time before I had my daughter. I had just started as a professor at a university doing nursing education. Like going from that to staying home is a huge transition. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're so used to like the hustle, bustle and nursing and like just like the moving, the busybody. And so... When I came home, I was like, I thought it was going to be fine. I was really like, I'm going to have the best time. Like I was raised by a single mom. So it was like, I never knew anything about stay, stay at home. Who? Who stay at home? I had no family members that stay. What are you talking about? Stay at home. So I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's do the daggone thing. Why not? And I thought it was going to be so blissful. At a certain point, it became that way. But in the beginning, no, no. So I had this exact same experience. I wasn't doing something that was physically like busybody, but I'm very like a mental busybody, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I was always focused on school stuff, school stuff. And the thing with school is that you can do it 24-7. You could always be working on your research, like I didn't know how to chill. So maternity leave with Milo was difficult because it's like I was busy, but not in the way that I was used to. Like I felt so bored and like nothing was engaging my brain. I don't know. It was so difficult. Did you struggle with that too? Yeah. Like, and I knew when I went into it, I was like, I can't just sit up here and just be like cooking and cleaning and blah. Like I was like, yeah, I could do those things, but I'm like, that's not enough for my brain to like entice my brain and like feel like I'm doing something of, I mean, it's valuable. Yes. Taking care of your kids, take them home. Great. But I need a little bit more on top of that. Like, and so I knew that going into it. So I had, at that time, I actually ended up starting to do a food blog at that time. And that also, I don't, that was not the best idea because that's why I'm telling you, Renee, that's why I was dealing with identity. So I was like, okay, let me start a food blog. And then that took my focus straight off of home and like my family. And then it was like, oh, yep, stuff hit the fan. Life is unmanageable, got super depressed, then ended up using routines to get back. But yeah. That's interesting because I started my blog about motherhood and postpartum and all that stuff at the same time because I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I guess I'll start a blog. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Yeah. 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 So you found that your house was just in chaos. You weren't in a routine anymore. It was just kind of like fly by the seat of your pants, I guess. And so like, did you start researching like how to become more organized? How do you start routines? Like, where did that come from? I didn't. I didn't research. I don't know why. Very interesting. Like you would think I would might go and be like, oh, how do you get more organized? But I guess because I felt like I was already like organized, like I'm like, okay, I just something's not right here. Something's off. And so, like I said, I went into a really deep depression at that time and that lasted for some months. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I can't know. This cannot be my life. So I prayed. I'm a huge God girl. So I prayed to God. And I feel like God really was like, you just need some better routines. And so I remember that day, like just being like, okay, so where do I start? Like, what is this? Like you saying routine. So I'm like, okay, where do I start here? So the first thought to my mind was, okay, Ashley, start with you because you're taking care of all of these things. You need to actually have something for you. So I started a morning routine at that time that was really more so about my mindset because I was in a depression. So I knew I needed to come outside of my head and have better thoughts. And so I started a morning routine that was really focused on like meditation and gratitude practice and that. And so 
it was a lot of trial and error just to learn like what worked in a routine, what didn't work, like what made it the best, you know, what didn't make it so good. And so I just kept building my routines one by one until the point where I was like, wait, life feels good. I actually could probably do this stay at home mom thing, which is crazy because I ended up going back to work as soon as I got to that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So this, okay, this is my dilemma. When I saw your topic idea, I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I need this in my life because I have all these different priorities. Like I want to be physically active. I want the house to, you know, function and not be in chaos. I want to be super organized with work stuff. I want to create content, but I also want to write. Like there's so many things. I don't have a routine. I don't have like stuff planned out. So what happens is all the stuff that needs to be addressed like today, I get done and then I get sucked into emails. I get sucked into like, oh, I need to post content. I need to create a TikTok. I need to make videos. And so everything else just gets ignored, even though it is a priority for me. So like you said, the morning routine, like I want to be a morning routine person, but How do you even start? Like, did you set your alarm to wake up before your kids woke up? And like right now, my morning routine is like my alarm goes off and I like zombie myself downstairs and pour coffee and, you know, wait for Milo to get up. But like, I want to be like, I'm going to write in a journal and meditate. Like, so how do I do this? (laughs) I love you, Renee, because I'm looking at you like, Renee, do you really want to do that, Renee? Because if you don't, it's perfectly fine. (laughs) Like. That could be your morning routine. I mean, I'm telling you, we will. That's the thing. Everybody wants the morning routine. I've said this so many times on my Instagram. Everybody wants the morning routine. Every one of us, which I don't see as a problem. It's It's great. You want a morning routine. But I'm always like, what is your intention behind your morning routine? Let's not just want a morning routine because we hear everybody else saying that they have a morning routine. Like you may actually have a morning routine that works for you, but you think you need to add more to it. But I totally get it. Yes. So if, if you're feeling like that, like you need a routine and you just don't know where to start, you really have to think about where in your life will a routine best support you? You may want a morning routine and that's great, but is it another area of your life where routine could best support you? And one thing that I like to share about routines is we all know like routines are just actions that you do consistently, like a set of actions you do consistently. And it's just like a flow, you know? And so, but I like to also share that routines solve problems. So if you're thinking, one question you can ask yourself if you're trying to, trying to decide where routine would best support you is ask yourself, where am I having a consistent problem in my life? Like a consistent problem because routines are consistent. And so where are you having a consistent problem? If you're like Renee, you're like, yeah, in the morning. I don't know if Renee is really having a problem though, but she wants to fulfill a desire of journaling. And so routines do that too. And so if you're wanting to solve a problem or fulfill a consistent desire, you know, think about where that is in your life. Maybe it is in the morning. Maybe you're like, I don't move my body enough and I want to sit up here and, you know, and be consistent with that. Maybe it's every night at 6 p.m. I don't know what I'm cooking. I'd be stressed. And I just don't feel like, and I'm always spending money on eating out. Where are you having a consistent problem or where do you want to, you know, fulfill a consistent desire in your life and routines can help you with that. So that's why I would say to start is really take inventory of your life. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume 
consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, I need routines, I need my days to flow better, I want to get things done during the day that I'm not able to get done right now just because I'm unorganized and I have no routines in place. So where do they start? Do you make a list of priorities? Yeah, you can if you're trying to get things done in your day. Because those are two, when you're talking to me, those are two different things. I feel like routines and trying to have like a folk, like focus, like priorities during the day are two different things. Like that sounds like planning and then it also sounds like routines to me. So if you are wanting a routine, you have to focus on like building one routine at a time. That's one and incorporating that routine into your life. But then if you're trying to really focus and have priorities that you want to stick to in your day, you have to get intentional with what actually needs to happen and also not crowding your day with a lot of things. That is the thing that I feel like many of us will do is we will over plan and we think we have all of this time and all of this energy when we don't, especially as moms. That's <laughs> especially, me. Yes, especially as moms. And I'm like, you don't have that much time. You don't have that much energy. So you have to really be selective with what you're doing. And so I have like three questions I always ask myself every week to kind of narrow down what I want to do or need to do. And that is what's coming up that I need to prepare for. What have I been putting off that must be done this week? And then what would make me extremely happy to do? And those three questions are like my three priorities every single week that I make sure that I keep in focus. But the thing about it is you have to always, you have to have a sense of direction. You have to have some type of plan. I feel like in your day or in your week or both, you have to because it's a reference for you. And sometimes we can forget. We just write down things and don't ever go back to the planner. But it's like your planner, that's what you refer back to. A plan is not certainty. And sometimes we think it's certainty. Like if we write something down, oh, it has to, it's going to be done that day and at that time. No, a plan is possible ideas of what you're going to be doing because sometimes it's not going to work out that way. Sometimes you're going to have a tiny fire that pops up. Your child might get sick. You may get sick. And then things can't go the way that you wanted them to go at a certain time on a certain day. But that reference is still important because you can always adjust your plan and that's fine. But when it comes to priorities and just feeling like you don't have a flow and you're not able to really stick to your priorities, I would say focus on one, starting to build routines one at a time, but then also think about and really 
get intentional with your planning. Are you planning too much? Are you trying to do too much when you know your life can't realistically manage it? So a routine is a set of different like behaviors or activities or something that happens in a row, right? Yeah, and I guess a lot of us have routines and we don't even realize that it is a routine. Like I know that I have the bedtime routine with Milo. So it would be interesting to like live your life how you live it for a few days and just see like I actually do have some routines. Now, do they need to be altered a little bit? Should I Have you read the book Atomic Habits? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, so he talks about like stacking behaviors. So like right now my goal is I want to wake up early. I just moved the Peloton into my room so that I'm more likely to use it in the morning because nobody wants to go in the basement at like six in the morning. But that's my goal is like I want to wake up early and have a whole morning routine before Milo wakes up. Because once the day gets going, and I feel like a lot of moms would relate to this, like once the kids are awake and the day starts going, you're usually exhausted after they go to bed. So you're not likely to be like focused and get a bunch of productive stuff done. So I feel like a lot of us have this thought, like I want to wake up before the kids get up and do a morning routine before they get up so that I know like, okay, I've done like five minutes of journaling or I've written out like goals for the day or for the week. I've been physically active. I got ready, you know, like just had a quick shower and put on clothes. So would you say for most people, the morning routine is a good place to start? No. No? (laughs) No. Okay, so let's just scrap everything I just said. (laughs) No, 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 don't. Don't erase anything you just said because I think a morning routine is important. Those are the two routines that I always say needs to be a part of anybody's life is bedtime and a morning routine. But I always say start with bedtime because if you your bedtime routine or just the way you go to sleep and how much sleep you get will like directly affect your morning routine. Because if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not probably going to wake up. You're going to keep pressing snooze and you're not going to have the energy in the morning to even exercise or journal. And so I always say start with a bedtime routine first if you don't have it down pat. Like if you have a bedtime routine, you get good rest, then fine. Then you can start with a morning routine. But if you know you're always going to bed super late or you don't get great rest or sleep and you are constantly tired in the morning, Nope, you need to start a bedtime routine first. What's your bedtime routine? So I, oh man, I'm actually, it's so funny. I'm in, a, I'm doing an accelerator right now, the Routine and Things Accelerator with about 30 women. And so we just worked on our bedtime routines in the month of July. And so what I've been doing for my bedtime routine lately is I've been doing like a bath, Renee. I do a bath at night. Girl, I mean, if I, I didn't realize how impactful it was going to be. I do a bath, and then after I get out the bath, I do my skincare, and then I journal, and then I meditate, and then I go to bed. And I'm telling you, Renee, it has been, I think the bath, because I've always journaled and meditated at night, but the bath has been really impactful for me. I feel like I rest a lot and sleep a lot better. Interesting. Yeah. And then I sleep naked too. So that helps. (laughs) (laughs) What time do you start your bath at? It depends. It's not the same every day. So like yesterday I didn't, well, I actually didn't do my bath yesterday, but the day before I started around like 8.15 once I put my girls to bed. So do you have dim lights and candles? No candles. And, okay. It's usually dim light and music. Oh. Dim light and a playlist. Yeah. That's so lovely. Do you have your bath scorching hot like I do? Yep. <laughs> scorching hot. Like it's like a point, sauna. I'm like, it's a sauna. Effect. Yeah. I know. My husband's always like, you're burning my skin. Like if yeah. I get out of the tub... You you can see the line where the water was. It's like I'm just bright red, and my husband. That's like, probably how I am up under my dark skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, anywho, yes. Yeah. Okay, I love yeah. that. So my, it's interesting because I think it's easy to fall into routines that are not necessarily serving you. 
like my bedtime routine, well, it used to be go upstairs and for like an hour I would watch Real Housewives on my phone, like in the dark. And then I would turn on my sound machine, turn off my phone and just go to bed. Now I switched it and I'm reading my Kindle before bed, but I don't have like, I'm going to try this bath thing. Like, why not? I love baths. So why don't I take them? Right? Yeah. No, I I'm, I love baths. They are amazing. And now that I know that they really help me sleep better. Yeah. What does your morning routine look like right now? Oh, it's so simple. My morning routine is I get up, I get ready to work out. I then get my girls ready for school, which is basically their routine. So it's like I get up, I get myself ready to work out. I do their whole routine, which includes like getting them ready, feeding them. While they're eating, I work out. Oh. Yeah. So I work out while they're eating. Then my husband takes them to school and then I get ready for the day. That is my morning routine. I love that. Also, like... The thing about you getting ready to work out before you actually start working out is huge. Like if I just lay out my workout clothes, it's like there's a good chance I'm going to work out tomorrow. And for some reason, and it's like the behaviors that trickle into other behaviors, if I just go into my closet and put on workout clothes, the rest of it just is easy. It's like the initial step of like going to put on the workout clothes So like you have mentally now committed to doing that. And then for me, especially with being physically active, once I do it regularly for like a week, two weeks, it's like I want to do it. But then if you stop for any length of time, it seems impossible to start again. It does, yeah. Like it impossible. does. Trust me, I still have that feeling. Yeah, I still have that feeling because I just jumped back into doing the exercise in the morning about three days ago because I got sick. And then I was out of it for about a week. And then it took me like five days to like get back into like the mindset of like, OK, I'm going to start again. But then I was like, actually, today is today. Done. Let's go ahead. But yeah, it can feel like that. Like, wait, like, when am I going to start? Or like, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm always like, just start. Just start. <laughs> yeah, I know. OK, so take us back to when you started your business routine and things. Obviously, you changed your life, like your day to day. And were you like, I need to teach people how to do the same because this has been so transformative for me. That's exactly what it was. How did you start? Like you started with a social media account or? Actually, yeah, I did. I started with a social media account. So I got on Instagram. It's funny because my name wasn't routine and things when I started. It was Daily TKO. Y'all, that's just, I don't know. When I think about that name, I'm like, it's a little whack. But (laughs) I started... But I started with that. And then I changed it to routine and things. And I was like, wait, you're, you're only talking about routines. And so changed it to that. And then I created a Facebook group. So I had a Facebook community for a little bit of time. And that's how I started with it. And then eventually came the podcast and then came the products. And now here we are. I, I love I love routine and things. I love helping women in this way. It brings me so much joy. So is it mostly moms, you would say, that... It is mostly moms. I still, so I get, it's so interesting. I get three types of people. I get mostly moms, like I would say 90% are moms. And then I have about a little percentage of just women who have, usually have spouses or significant others. And they just might have like, there's, you know, they're just with them and they want to just improve their routines. And then I get older ladies. So their Mm. kids are out of the house and they're like, wait, I need routine. I know. I get them all the time. I'm like, wait, I didn't even realize, but yeah. But that makes so much sense. Because again, just like having kids is a huge transition. Once your kids leave the house, that is a massive transition. And you must feel like, okay, now I have all this time. Like I need to start doing something. That's so interesting. I never even thought of that. Exactly. And they say, yeah, since my kids are gone, I don't really have a reason to get up and do things. So I need to, yeah. 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 Okay, so let's talk about the products. So what exactly is it? When does it come out? And how do people use it? 
Yes. So you're talking about the Routine and Things Planner. So yes, the Routine and Things Planner comes out October 5th. That's when we launch it. I'm so excited about this because the planner is all about helping women get organized and into routine. It merges planning and routines, which was very important for me because those two tools in synergy just do so much for your life, but in different ways. Planning is really helpful, of course, at easing anxiety and stress as well as routines. But the thing about planning is your planning is great at giving you a sense of direction, right? Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is possibly the day I'm going to do it on. So it gives you that sense of direction, which can help you stay organized and manage things well in your life. But routines do help you with being organized in a different way. They, like I said before, they solve problems, fulfill desires, and it gives you that consistency and they actually put you into action. So planning is not like their intentions that you want to act upon. Routines are actually things you act upon. You are acting. And so that means you're making progress in your life in the way that you want. And so I wanted these two to be merged. It just had to happen because they really help you in your life. And so the system that I use in the planner is very simple. It's called the Routine and Things Planning Process, which is where you brain dump. I'm a huge fan of brain dumping. I'm oh, like, people need to best. brain dump more. I mean, honestly, because we're, especially as moms, we have so much in our heads all the time. So every week you're going to brain dump and then you schedule important events is the second step, which is like things that usually have times associated with it or things that are just, you know, like had to happen today. And then you routine block, which is a planning, a really simple planning method where you organize tasks into four routine categories. So that's the process. So is that a daily thing that people do or is it weekly? It's weekly. So the planner has monthly spreads and weekly spreads. So weekly, they're going to be doing the brain dump, scheduling the important events and routine blocking. Okay. The brain dump sounds incredible. <laughs> so no. is that just like everything yeah. that's on your mind like just that's everything on your mind yeah yep just gotta write do it down. this like we're out of this like just get it all out like I always talk about the mental load of motherhood and that's like the perfect thing like get it out get it out you have to you have to get it out before you start to plan because if you don't then you're more likely to not plan with as much intention if you just have everything swirling in your head how do you know what to really pull to the forefront if everything's just swirling around in there it's like no brain dump it out then you can look at it and see wait is this something that's really vital that I really need to get done right now for this brain dump in this week so yeah brain dumping is huge I love it. I feel like I brain dump, but maybe like with regard to a specific task, like if you saw my desk right now, I'm like, there's literally like, this is a brain dump right here. Like I have loose leaf papers with random like scribbles. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you didn't, you didn't see mine. I'm the same, but I have it on these. Yeah. I'm the same. Always got yeah. like a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I feel like, is that genetic? Because my mom is like, a list person and it's like list, 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 list. And yeah, so now I'm like that even with work. I'm just scribbling stuff down everywhere. So yeah, I love that. And then from there, they build the routines. Well, that yeah, you routine block from there. Okay, what's a routine block? So routine blocking is the planning method where you organize tasks into four routine categories, self-care, family, cooking, and cleaning. And so routine blocking is so freaking helpful. I started planning this way when I was a stay-at-home mom during that time because when I would get, I remember I got a planner from Target and it was simple because I wanted a simple planner, but then I was so stressed. I was like, so what the freak am I supposed to plan? Like, I don't have no sense of direction here. What am I supposed to plan? It wasn't, it was like just blank. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. So I was like, well, what do, what do you need to think about? And I just started writing like, okay, so what am I going to do for myself? What am I going to do for the kids? What am I going to clean? What am I going to cook? And I just started planning that way. So that's where routine blocking came from. But routine blocking is really helpful just in, in three really major ways, especially for moms. One, it helps you to manage the foundational areas of your life. Those four categories 
I mean, we're thinking about things in those four categories every single day. What are you, what am I cooking? What am I cleaning? What need, like, what am I doing for myself? And if you're not thinking about things to do for yourself, trust me, keep listening because you need to be mama. You need to be thinking about you. And then also you're thinking about your family, like what's going on with the kids or have I spent time with my, with my significant other? Like we're thinking about these things constantly. So why not plan in that way? And so I love it for that reason that is helping you to really stick to the basics of your life and keep that in focus. And as you know, like when you know you have like the foundation laid in your life, when things come into play, like stressors come and try to get you off course or just really crazy things happen, you're putting out a lot of fires, you feel as if, okay, you know what? I think I can handle this because my foundation is laid. I'm managing the things that I need to manage on a consistent basis. And so you feel a lot better in life. So that's the first way that routine blocking really helps you. Routine blocking also helps you become a good steward of your time and energy. Like this is really, really major for us as moms, because especially if you were used to a certain momentum before you had kids and like really moving and doing so much. And then you have kids and it's like you still are on that same wavelength doing way too much with kids. Like we be doing way too much with children. I'm telling you, many of us and we and we wonder why we're burned out like and why we're exhausted at the end of the day. We have to get intentional with managing our time and our energy. And so with routine blocking, if when you see it visually, if you go on my Instagram and you look at the routine block section, you'll see it's, it's blocks. And I intentionally made them a certain size so you can only write so much. And what I do, and that just helps you simplify what you're doing so that you prevent yourself from doing so much. And... I like to look at each block, say that each block is space in your life. So every week you get to decide, am I going to take up space here or am I not going to take up space here based upon the time and energy that you have? And so that's another thing that routine blocking does really well is help you manage your time and energy. And then the last thing is promotes consistent self-care for you as a mom, which is so important because as I said earlier, when we are trying to do things, when we're doing things for everybody and we have a lot to manage in life, it's so important that we are well, that we're taking care of ourselves and giving to ourselves in ways that feel good so that we can maintain, you know, taking care of those things. So that is what routine blocking really does for you. And the, the self-care block is the first block on purpose. So I don't want you skipping over it. It's the first one. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. 
Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. I love the categories, like the self-care and you said something about, have I done anything with my significant other? And it's like, again, we get sucked into these, like we just go through the day like zombies, like not even thinking, it's just this, we're living the same life over and over. And the easiest things to put to the wayside is ourselves and then our relationship with our significant other. So it almost prompts you to acknowledge that, oh, maybe we should be doing something this week or, you know, we should be spending time planning a date or whatever it is. Like my solo episode that I'm recording after we we talk right now is about like feeling like your partner is your roommate. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Which can get, it can get like that real quick, especially with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you guys are focused on the day-to-day tasks and you don't take time to spend time together or have quality time together because that's the easiest thing to just ignore and not... Which is crazy, but it's not, though. It's like, wait, but we made y'all. Like, wait, hold up. (laughs) Like, it was us before you. So let's get back to like, yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like if you've been married long enough, you have probably experienced this, especially if you have kids, because it's just us. It happens. And then you have to be like, wait, let me get back. Let me focus on my husband because... You have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I just saw this statistic the other day when it comes to like self-care for moms or moms having time to do anything not involving their children. And it was saying like working moms today, so like moms that work full-time today spend more time with their kids than stay-at-home mothers did in the 70s. What? Exactly. Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah, how does that make sense? It's because, and everyone was like shocked and they're like, what the hell were moms doing in the 70s? And it's like, they were still living their lives. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom and my dad would have tea and like sit in the living room every single evening after dinner and like just talk and have conversations. Like there was no TV on and we were like playing in the backyard. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And now, like, there's so much pressure for moms, especially, to constantly be on top of their kids and engaging with them and entertaining them. And it never used to be that way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I can see that too, which, yeah, I don't know, that sounds beautiful to me. That's what I do. (laughs) I mean, honestly, because, you know, of course I spend quality time with my kids, but it ain't got to be all day and it doesn't even have to be half the day. It's like... (laughs) If I can do an activity with you and really be engaged, that's enough for the child, like, honestly, because they'll remember that other than, like, being up under them 24-7. They're not even going to remember all of the... And they're like, wait, I need my space, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like the quality time versus quantity, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So this is great. Okay. So the products come out October 5th. Is there anything else that you do with routine and things? I heard... Like you said, you had the Facebook group. Like, do you, like, consult with people? Do you coach people? Like, what do you do? 
yeah. So other than the routine and things planner, we have other products, planning pads, which are routine specific. They give you a routine embedded within them to help guide you through the planning process, like meal planning and things like that. So we have that. Then I also have a podcast, Routine and Things podcast. Check it out if you're into anything that I talked about today. And I also do the Routine and Things Accelerator, which I actually just started, which is where I help women get their routines up and going. So we work on three routines throughout a three-month period, a bedtime routine, a morning routine, and a routine of their choice. And so I've been doing that in January with 30 women, and we'll have another, our second round starting in January. So that's what I do too. And that's how my coaching is involved. That's when I coach them and really help them to, you know, build their routines, but also keep them going. Do you think there's a routine or like you said, the bedtime routine was really important. Do you think like when you're working with moms, is there something in particular that always comes up that people are struggling with? In terms of what, just routines in general? Like most people, like they want to make time for physical activity or they want more self-care time or like what is the thing that most people are struggling with or like what's their complaint for why they want to start routines? Usually their complaint is my life is chaotic and I need some, I need structure. That's, that's mostly their complaint is like, I'm super overwhelmed. I know that things could be better around my home and just in my life. And so that's usually the complaint when it comes to routine specifically though, a lot of people do want a morning routine. A lot of them struggle with a bedtime routine and then sometimes it's routines for their kids. Mm Mm-hmm. What about weekends? Like, I feel like it's easier for people to stay structured and maybe implement routines during the week because it's like, there's school, they go to work. It's very, you know, but weekends, like, are you someone who like, oh, I do meal prep on Sundays or like, do you have weekend routines or things? I don't have weekend routines. I used to do my planning on the weekend, but now I do it on Friday. So I don't have weekend routines. But you can, like if you want to do your meal planning on Sunday or you wanted to, I used to do like a home reset routine where I would clean up certain things in my home on the Sundays. I try to do that during the week too. But yeah, so you can though, especially for moms who do work throughout the week that have like a really like nine to five and like, you know, corporate and things like that. Then if you don't have a lot of time throughout the week, then yeah, you may see that you're doing a lot of your routines, especially upkeeping of your home, things like laundry and things like that on the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So in the future, what do you see in the future? Like, do you have different product ideas? Do you like, how are you going to take over the world? (laughs) I know that's what I'm trying to do, Renee, for sure, Um, especially in the planner world. But yeah, so what I see for routine and things right now, I try, I'm such a like futuristic thinker, but I've tried to like be like, Ashley, sometimes I'd be doing the most, which is fine. But I would say I definitely see us being in Target for sure. Yeah. Like I want to have like an entire display in Target. So like even like going into like, house like cook stuff like I want to have like an entire like mug I want to have have yeah that's what I see I see like like how it's kind of like how they're doing the collab with Tabitha Brown that's how I I want that that would be awesome I love that I love like big goals you know that's like me like I'm the same way I'm like I think I'm a little bit delusional but like (laughs) right you You have to be though you have to be (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or else like, you know, it's not going to happen. So I love these like big goals. It's awesome. So what are three pieces of advice you would give to moms about being organized and having routines? Ooh, okay. So the three pieces of advice would be one, do what works for you when it comes to being organized, just having routines, like focus on what you need and what your family needs and your home needs and like just like screw what everybody else is doing, like really focus on you. Okay, I just want to say to that point, it's the same as with me being like, I want a morning routine. And you're like, okay, but like, do you? And it's so true because I feel like 
nowadays, especially, there's like this glorification of waking up early and like making your your matcha and like you're like you're meditating and then having a sauna and then like a cold shower. And I'm like, I hear people talk about morning routines and like I see TikToks like a day in the life and it's like this single girl living yes. downtown in a condo. And I'm like, why can't I do that? <laughs> but it's right. like, stick to what works for you and what's going to benefit you. So yes, I need to like reel it in on the, the morning routine thing. Okay, no, continue. you're fine. You can, you can have it if you want it, Renee. <laughs> the second thing I would say is keep it simple. Please, mamas, keep it simple in your life. That's like simplifying what you do, how much you do, you know, simplifying how you actually do things with which is how routines can really help you simplify your life, even simplify the amount of things you have in your home that you're cleaning up every day on day that just is taking you a lot of time. Like simplifying your life is so important. So that's the second piece of advice. And then the last thing I'll share is to have fun. We got to get back to having fun as moms. Like we can be sometimes so just uptight and just want things to be a certain way. And then we just lose out on the fun. Get back to having fun in your life. That's what makes life enjoyable when you have fun, when you are in the moment. So have fun with, even when you're getting organized, have fun with it. You know, come hang out with me on Instagram. I'll help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, so that was my next question. Where can people find you online and then your social media? Are you on TikTok? I'm, <laughs> I am, but not. So I would say no. I'm still trying to figure out the TikTok game. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be on TikTok. But <laughs> um, but they say, oh, and so I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. But right now where you can find me is I'm primarily on Instagram at Routine and Things as well as you can find me on Facebook, even though Instagram is my jam. And then also the website, routineandthings.com. You can find everything there. And so the planner comes out October 5th? October 5th. Okay, that's yep, very I'm exciting. only getting limited quantities this year, so <gasps> yeah. Okay, I'm I'm ordering one. I'm very excited. Oh, you thank you. Thank very you excited. So yeah. You. Well, this was a great conversation. Did you get your husband onto routines? I, I wait. What did I tell you about my husband? He's type B, but <laughs> this is the thing, which is fine. Type B people have routines too. But here's the thing. He does like he has gotten I don't know how many of my pads he tries to like he uses like my planning pads and he's like, can you help me with my work routine? I need help with my work routine. So he's definitely on board with routines in general, but he still needs a little bit of work. He has his little morning routine, but he needs a little bit of work in other areas, especially at bedtime. Oh my gosh. I'm like, sir, stop falling asleep on the couch. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. I feel like that's a husband thing. <laughs> like seriously, I'm like, when I'm watching TV with my husband and he falls asleep, like it, I get rage inside my body. I'm like, if you're tired, walk upstairs and go to bed. Like, why do you have to fall asleep on the couch? I have no clue. It's it's a mystery to me. I just ignore him now because I will just get too frustrated. I'm like, just ignore him. He's like, why didn't you wake me up in the morning? He's like, why didn't you wake me up? Because I'm not your mom. I'm your I'm your wife. Yeah. Yeah. And then part <laughs> of me is also like, Renee, why is it bothering you that he's falling asleep on the couch? I know. <laughs> like, what that's is- the next question. <laughs> it's a me problem. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, we could all, yeah. Just some self-reflection and, and routines. That's that's the the goal of the, the episode. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was lovely to meet you. And yeah, I'm excited to get started on some routines, especially the brain dump. Like this is going to be life-changing for me. Yes. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>